Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the weekly convo, the show where we take everyday subjects and sprinkle them with the essence of conversation. Let's get straight to it. Coming up in today's show in the Islamic segment, we will continue the story where Adam alayhi salam, Hawa alayhi salam live life on the earth. In the new segment, we will look at something called the drone delivery system proposed by a supermarket. And in the world segment, we will look at how face masks can cause oral health problems. But first, let's begin with segment one, which is from IslamReligion.com. Yes, we shall. And now, last week, we looked at the descendant of Adam and Hawa alayhi salam. We continued the story with their life on earth. Adam and Hawa alayhi salam left paradise and began their life on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had prepared them in many ways. He gave them the experience of struggling against the whisperings and schemes of shaitan. He taught Adam Islam the names of everything and instructed him in its properties and usefulness. Adam Islam took up his position as caretaker of earth and prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Adam salam, the first prophet of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was responsible for teaching his wife and offspring how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek his forgiveness. Adam salam, established the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and set about trying to support his family and learn to, to subdue and care for the earth. His task, his, his task was to perpetrate, populate, cultivate, and construct. Well, well, cultivate means to prepare and use lands for crops or gardening. And he was to raise children who will live according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's instructions and care for and improve the earth. Adam and Hawa Islam's first children, Habil and, Qaw- and his sister, were twins. Habil and his sister, another set of twins, soon followed. Adam Islam and his family lived in peace and harmony. Habil ploughed the earth while Habil raised livestock. Time passed and the occasion came for the sons of Adam al-Islam to marry. A group of the com- uh, companions of Prophet Muhammad including Ibn Abbas and Ibn Masood re- related that intermarriage of the male of one pregnancy with the female of another had been the practice among Adam's children. Therefore, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan to fill the earth included each of Adam's sons marrying the twin sister of each other. Now it seems that beauty has played a part in the attraction of men and women since the beginning. Qabil was not pleased with the partner chosen for him. Qabil began to envy his brother and refused to obey the command um, of his father. And in doing so, he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man with both good and bad tendencies. And the struggle to overcome our basic instincts is part of his test for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded that each son was to offer a sacrifice. His judgment would favor the son whose offer was most acceptable. Qabil offered his worst grain, but Habil offered the best livestock. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted Habil's sacrifice, so Qabil became enraged, threatened to kill his brother. Habil advised his brother that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would accept good deeds from those that fear and serve him, but reject the good deeds of those who are arrogant, selfish, and disobedient towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, informed us that Qabil became angry and, he, and hit his brother over the head with a piece of iron. It was also said in another narration that Qabil hit Habil over the head whilst he was sleeping. Now Adam salam, was devastated. He had both lost his first and second born sons. One had been murdered, 
The other was won over by mankind's greatest enemy, the shaitan. Patiently, Adam prayed for his son and continued to care for the earth. He, he taught many children and grandchildren, grandchildren about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told them of his own encounter with shaitan and advised them to beware of shaitan's tricks and schemes. Years and years passed and Adam grew old and his children spread out across the earth. All of mankind are children of Adam in one narration, the Prophet Muhammad informed us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed Adam al-Islam his descendants. Adam al-Islam saw a beautiful light in Prophet David al-Islam's eyes and loved him. So he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Oh Allah, give him 40 years from my life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted Adam his request and it was written down and sealed. Now, Adam Alayhisalam's lifespan was supposed to be 1000 years. But after 960 years, the angel of death came to Adam Alayhisalam. He was surprised and said, But I still have 40 years live, years left to live. The angel of death reminded him of his gift of 40 years to his beloved descendant, Prophet David Alayhisalam. But he denied it. Many, many years later, the last Prophet Muhammad Wasallam said, Adam Alayhisalam denied, so the children of Adam Alayhisalam denied. Adam forgot, so his children forgot. Adam made mistakes and his children made mistakes. And that is At-Tirmidhi. In Arabic, the word for mankind is insan and it comes from the root word nisyan, to forget. This is part of human nature. Mankind forgets. And when we forget, we deny and reject. Adam forgot. He was not lying. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. Adam then submitted to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and died. The angels descended and washed the bo- body of Prophet Adam Islam an odd number of times. They dug the grave and buried his buried the body of the father of mankind, Adam Islam. Now before his death, Adam Islam reminded his children that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never leave them alone or without guidance. He told them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send other prophets with unique names, traits and miracles. But they would all call to the same thing. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Adam alayhi salam appointed, appointed his successor, his son Sheath. And we will stop there because I think it's time to move on to the news. Because we shall uh, now discover that Tesco has started uh, and trialed its new drone delivery system. And of course, as technology changes, especially among this pandemic, companies are finding new ways to meet customer demand. Based at Tesco's Oranmore store, County Galway, the drones will deliver small baskets of goods to the local area and they aim to deliver small items to customers' homes within 30 minutes of ordering. Yes, and the drones, which are supplied by MANA, can fly at 50 miles per hour or 80 miles per hour, 80 kilometers per hour for international viewers. They can deliver up to 4 kilograms or 9 pounds of shopping in a cargo cassette load from the drone a mile away in 3 minutes. I mean, okay, so let's just, um, let's get things straight. Shopping tends to be more than 4 kilograms. Yeah. At least, you know, um, if you were to get, let's say, your typical school shopping, at least 30 kilograms, if not 20, depending on how uh, big your family yeah. is. Um, but I mean, um, t- the fact that they can fly 15 miles per hour, it, it does show that they can meet the uh, policy of uh, ordering and delivering in 30 minutes. But I mean, this is, this isn't really the, kind of usual shopping this probably get. isn't the weekly shopping that people normally go for it's probably like just like a few snacks or something if someone needs it urgently so within 30 minutes just order and it's just there yeah I mean uh, of course you know Desco, uh, Tesco um, 
if they were to do four kilograms, uh, what would you expect in that? I mean, what do you think they would be in a typical four kilogram? I mean, you'd, shopping? You'd, you'd probably get like uh, bread, probably like uh, milk. Yeah, all the all the essentials. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's say because I think uh, milk, uh, uh, one, uh, I think four gallons uh, is about one to two kilograms. So that's so that's already half the shopping gone. Yeah. And then milk, and then bread, probably let's say five hundred grams. Obviously, these are estimates. These are they're not actual. Um, Measurements, uh, that, uh, we, we, we know by heart. But, okay, so let's say milk takes half the shopping. You have, uh, say, then milk bread takes about 500 eggs, for example. A lot of people do eat eggs. That's another 500. But, so, but, well, I think it's, would you trust your eggs going 50 miles an hour on a drone? <laughs> With, yeah, that's with, actually with four kilograms of other shopping coming along. That's actually a good question. Imagine, um, so your drone comes uh, in with, um, your other shopping, it gets crushed by milk. Ima- imagine what the return policy is. Because yeah, because what's the point of you having your eggs uh, yeah, in 30 minutes for the old broken? I mean, it actually does think about it. Imagine it comes to your, it comes to your home, milk's all smashed. Uh, sorry, but your eggs all smashed. How are you going to return it? Are you going to say to the drone, hey, can I, I want to return this. You know, my shopping's been compromised. The quality's been compromised. I, I wonder what they would do then. Um, would they have some sort of self, um, Self, uh, return policy. Yeah, uh, yeah, some return policy where you actually say to the drone or maybe have some app on your phone that says, okay, I want to return this. But now, I mean, honestly, it's mad, isn't it? Now, Mana, the company which are supplying the drones, had planned a takeaway food delivery trial in March, but changed its focus to medicines during the coronavirus pandemic. It now delivers prescriptions and other essential supplies in the town of Monigal. I mean, that's actually no surprise that this pandemic has pretty much changed every single plant. You know, they were saying um, a few weeks ago, in job interviews, they always ask you that typical question: Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't, anyone I don't, would have said. I don't think. Oh, I, I don't think anyone's got that right now. I, yeah. I don't think they would say, "Oh yeah, I will be stuck at home, probably working from home." Um, you know, no one. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have uh, put that as an answer. But I mean, to be honest, there are so much um, issues with this now. Uh, because there are noise concerns because in 2016, Amazon made its first commercial drone delivery in the UK from its fulfillment center in Cambridge to a local resident, which is, uh, which, which is 30, within 13 minutes of the order being placed. Now, the, 13 minutes. 13 minutes for the order being placed and someone packaging this, someone putting it on the drone and then it being delivered us. All right. So, le- so let's get this straight. Tesco proposed is now in 2020. Amazon did this four years, four years ago. Tesco proposed within 30 minutes. Amazon cleared it in 13. But but then if you think about it, Tesco is mostly going to be groceries and stuff like, we don't know uh, the weight of the package. It might have just been like a, a key ring or something. Yeah, I mean, of know. course. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you actually think about it, even just things like fruit, six, yeah, about, it's, so, it's so heavy. So. About six apples of fruit in a packet, that's about one, one kilograms. Yeah. And maybe two if you're pushing it, depending on how big apples are. Um, I mean, I do, I, hopefully they would revise this and think that four kilograms is not a person's typical shopping or at least a few, a few, uh, essentials. But I mean, you know, there, there are so much things that need to be considered here. Yeah. But it will probably improve as technology advances and so on. So yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they do revise this with, of course, coronavirus now, um, changing everyone's lives. They would actually think new ways to overcome, uh, such, uh, Obstacles stop, that, stop, stop people meeting delivery drivers. For example, they they want to reduce the contact between different. Yeah, of course. They, they, when they, the of course one of the ways to uh, beat this pandemic is to reduce social contact. But then, but then another way of looking at it is people. That's people's jobs going because people actually work 
full time just delivering parcels. And if the drones are taking their jobs, then what can they do? Yeah, I mean, you would think about from uh, car manufacturing. Yeah. Back in the 1950s, 1960s, uh, employee, employees used to be working on cars on the production line. Now, where yeah, do you see was, um, uh, all hand, robots, yeah. all doing the, from welding to even putting a single bolt in, bolt and screw? Not just that as well. In April 2020, the U- UK government announced much larger unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, would deliver essential hospital supplies from the mainland to the Isle of Wight. But some drone trials have been opposed by residents who say the aircraft are too noisy and intrusive. And last year, an institution of a mechanical engineers report indicated only a quarter of UK adults supported the idea of drone deliveries because of safety and noise concerns. Yeah, I mean, we do uh, noise concerns are a big issue, you know, from from from, from the Concorde to F-16 jets. Yeah, even, even people living near airports or living near wind turbines, if they're near the house, a lot of people do complain about the noise issue. Yeah, and that's why Heathrow has a, uh, they shut off uh, all the flights after, yeah. I think, after half past 11 or 12 o'clock because... Yeah, during the night, people can't sleep. Yeah, because um, obviously no one can sleep. And that's why East Miller's Airport, which is the airport nearest to us, has a 24-hour license because there's no residents nearby. So they can, so that's why East Miller's is actually the busiest at night because there's cargo coming all over from the world from from the United States to places in Europe but I mean we can only wait and find out you know regardless how well, d- don't well, drone also the, sa- the safety concern like uh, how you can't trust a drone just flying in the air like a lot of people they can fly drones but you never know it could run out of battery or it could just fall on onto someone or someone's car or someone's property yeah and that, that's true it, it, uh, there could be a mechanical it could hit a bird yeah you, uh, you hear about plane strikes uh, how birds uh, get sucked into the engine. I mean, nevertheless, planes are big, big planes compared to small, tiny drones. But it could still injure uh, any animal you call. You don't really know. It's, it's un- honestly, when you actually think about this, if a bird can't uh, miss a plane, an A380, the, the world's biggest passenger airliner, the double-decker plane, do you think it would avoid a small uh, drone compared to that? It's honestly, well... The questions that need to be answered by Tesco, uh, but of course we will we will see um, how this whole drone delivery notion comes out because I think it's time to move on to the world uh, because now this week we should talk about why face masks could compromise your oral health and yes I know we've talked about how they can affect your skin in the previous episode about masking and everything but now we're going to talk about damage to your uh, mouth health your oral health and what damage they can do. In your mouth, which are, which we have to scold from the Daily Telegraph. Now, I'm not trying to add to worries. I know a lot of people might be stressed because of masking, but even though this might add more to worries, hopefully we're trying to raise awareness about this and prevent things that otherwise may not be prevented if we haven't uh, talked about this. But let's, you know, let's go about talking about oral health and masks and how they are related to, to, related to each other. Take away, Azim. Yes, and dentists have pointed out this issue. Now, prolonged mask wear can increase the chances of developing oral issues due to a disruption in our usual care habits, uh, which can include regular flossing and drinking enough water throughout the day, these being hard and fast uh, ways of flushing away food particles after meals and preserving a clean mouth. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, when you do wear a mask, you can't really drink water. You, yeah. you have some cloth on your face. I mean, the earth, uh, cloths so that you can drink water through them, no, but it's, it's but a physical barrier just blocking your mouth. So even, even if you have a bottle of water, you'll think, oh, I have to take the mask off then. I don't know if someone around me has uh, the virus or whatever. So 
you might just want to keep yourself safe and not drink water. Yeah, of course, and uh, with, with the keeping safe, masks are used to protect you from others and to protect others from you. So they both, uh, they work both ways. And, you know, when you are more concerned about the virus, drinking water doesn't necessarily come to, to the first thing on mind. You might feel thirsty, but you might just forget about it because you're always conscious about, okay, am I keeping my distance with the person around me? Uh, do, uh, what, you know, what am I doing in terms of, uh, my, uh, shopping? Am I, you know, producing the amount of things I touch on, on, yeah. on a day to day basis? So there are a lot of things that, um, there are a lot of things that go onto the mind that water doesn't really necessarily fit into that. Because now you you have a lot more things to do. You think, oh, have I got my mask? Have I got my hand sanitizer? Have I got this? Have I got that? But you won't really think about carrying water with you everywhere like you normally would. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, a drink of water, of course, is a big thing. We we Doctors recommend about uh, five to eight liters, eight, around that, uh, a figure. But of course, drink of water, not drink enough kind of, of course, uh, can be the cause of bad oral health. Now, um, while we wear face coverings, we also tend to breathe through our mouths rather than our noses, leading to a dry mouth and an increased risk of tooth decay, mouth sores or gum disease, as bacteria-fighting saliva containing antifungal properties uh, such as uh, histamins, uh, histamines, sorry, and lactoferrin is removed. Our reduced intake could also cause bad breath, as regular water consumption is key to a healthy mouth, as we are less likely to drink water whilst wearing masks. So thus, you know, um, reinforcing the fact that not drinking water can actually cause bad breath, uh, because, you know, as you said before, water does uh, flush away food particles and also keeps the mouth very clean. Now, if you do use uh, your saliva uh, to... Um, for anything from from dry lips to even just even just trying to rid the uh, sensation of having a dry mouth, that can actually um, prove uh, deadly in terms of that it could actually cause uh, bad uh, oral health if it's not um, treated or if it's not being uh, addressed properly. Now, since face masks are still compulsory in an array of indoor settings like shops and supermarkets, going without one is not an option. Not, not least on moral grounds. The good thing to know is that there's plenty you can do to take care of your mouth while having to cover it. Yes, because as you know, in this show, where we identify a problem, we do give this solution. Now, um, with all the, with most things in the oral health department, prevention is better than cure. Dr. Um, Daniel Chichi, the GP and medical advisor at Doctors for You, says that one of the main causes of dental issues, such as cavities and gum disease, is food trapped between the teeth for a long period of time. That's why water drinking comes in because it fluctuates all those um, food particles left in the mouth. So it is essential that he says that you should floss throughout the day where you can, and that's part of where you can, you know, it's not uh, compulsory, but it's recommended. And especially after eating meals or foods that are more likely to get stuck in between the teeth, such as like meat and sweet corn and things, things that are really, really hard yeah. to eat. Um, I'm, I'm sure every single person can relate to that. And he also recommends to allowing yourself an extra five minutes in the morning and at lunch to ensure you are able to floss before you put your mask back on. Now, before you put your mask back on, if you're in a washroom, for example, that's fine. If you're out in the open, maybe not so. Especially when in you when you are in confined areas where social distance is not possible. Yeah, especially in workplaces or if you're going shopping or somewhere, then you have to you most likely just keep your mask on the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, of course, the the shop policies are quite strict with the um, 
mask wearing, uh, they actually do in some cases kick you out if you don't wear a mask. So it does quite get uh, very serious as well. Yes, and uh, he further goes on to say that drinking water throughout the day will help to flush away any stubborn food particles that may be left in your teeth, tongue and gums. He recommends drinking plenty of water to ensure your mouth is kept hydrated and clean and that this is important after each cup of coffee to ensure you're preventing possible stainage and sour breath. Yes, and that is important. We are reiterating the fact that water, drink of water is of course absolutely recommended. You, you should at least drink uh, some sort of fluid, uh, obviously recommended as water, every single day to flush away the food particles to reduce the chance of gum disease and, and just uh, to keep yourself hydrated. The exactly, day. you know, uh, we talk about we, we we talk about fatigue and all sorts, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things uh, that we need to do. But of course, um, that is all for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed it as we have. If you have any um, feedback or any improvements, then please do email us at info at radiodon.com. And inshallah, we will see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.